My interests lie in the cooperation between the two branches of the Habsburg dynasty, whose capitals were based in Vienna and Madrid, in their Ottoman policies and their relations with the Ottomans. My contribution to the volume deals with the benefits and the limits a permanent diplomatic representation at the Ottoman court could have for pursuing political goals in the second half of the 16th century. It focuses on two case studies which highlight the attempts of foreign diplomats resident in Istanbul to influence the Ottoman-Spanish relations by either convincing the Sultan to conclude an armistice with the Spanish king or, to the contrary, to go to war against him. By analyzing these particular cases, I can also touch upon two bigger and more complex problems, the Habsburg-Ottoman diplomatic relations and the inter interdependencies between the courts in Vienna and Madrid regarding their Ottoman policies. After several decades of intermittent warfare between the Habsburg and the Ottomans, a diplomatic relation was established between Vienna and Istanbul in the um, mid-16th century. After the first written Habsburg-Ottoman peace agreement of 1547, the Austrian Habsburg could establish a resident embassy in the Ottoman capital of Constantinople. For Vienna, this brought several benefits and possibilities regarding the constant representation of Habsburg interests at the Ottoman court, opportunities for the Habsburg and the Ottomans to learn about one another's values and culture, and the ability to engage in crucial information gathering about the policies and strengths and weaknesses of the Ottoman Empire. In Constantinople, Habsburg diplomatic representatives were confronted with profound cultural differences, religious, political, mental and linguistic. They experienced a completely different social order, a different court structure and an unfamiliar ceremonial practice. But the direct communication with representatives of different levels of the Ottoman society inevitably led to bilateral intercultural influences and an eminently sustainable transfer of information and knowledge. Therefore, the meaning of diplomatic communication at that time went far beyond foreign relations in a stricter sense of the word. The Spanish Habsburg in Madrid, on the other hand, excluding a brief period of 1578-1581, lacked a permanent ambassador in Istanbul, which created a number of disadvantages in their relations with the Ottomans. Among them, for example, was the failure to participate in Ottoman court politics and exploit the rivalries between different fractions for their own interest. Examining the interplay between diplomacy, political strategy and decision-making sheds light on how foreign diplomats tried to use their positions and contacts at the Ottoman court in order to influence the Ottoman policy towards Spain. My analysis is based mainly on the reports of the Viennese residents in Constantinople and seeks to demonstrate their point of view and the resources upon which they drew in order to influence the course of events. The attitude of the imperial court in Vienna towards the Ottoman-Spanish relations lies at the court of my case studies. My first case dates from the mid-1560s and brings to light a very interesting and unknown case of the two branches of the Habsburg dynasty sharing diplomatic experience and achievements in their relations to the Ottoman Empire. It shows how the Spanish Habsburgs relied on their Austrian relatives for intermediation in the Ottoman court. In 1563, Albertus de Weiss, the resident ambassador from the Holy Roman Emperor to the Ottoman Empire, was tasked with secretly negotiating a truce between his nephew, the Spanish King Philip II, and the Ottoman Sultan, Suleiman I. De Weiss was given a full list of Philip's demands and exact terms under which he would accept a peace. 
Because of the need for secrecy, the diplomat's room for maneuvering was limited. He was told that he could only negotiate with the Grand Vizier Ali Pasha and the Sultan himself. The Weiss was also told that any peace he agreed could not in any way endanger the peace that existed between the Austrian Habsburgs and the Sultan. The Weiss's report highlights the key role of the Grand Vizier uh, in the negotiations, as well as the important intermediary role of the ambassador's dragoman for, or official interpreter. The negotiations covered key issues that were of great concern to Philip II, such as the geographical scope of the peace, the exchange of captives, and the condition that neither ruler should undertake any military actions against the other, nor aid any third party who did so. Ultimately, these negotiations did not result in the peace Philip desired, but they do reveal key Ottoman concerns when it came to friendly relations with European powers. The Sultan wanted to ensure that the Spanish king would send him a regular royal gift, which the Ottomans interpreted as a recognition of the Sultan's superiority, and they wanted the Spanish king to send his own envoy to finalize the agreement. On the other hand, my second case study discusses the evolution of the imperial involvement in the Spanish-Ottoman relations from an active diplomatic assistance to a mere passive observation. It addresses how the Habsburg diplomats at the Ottoman court viewed the attempts of the English ambassador in Constantinople to persuade Murad III to engage against Philip in North Africa. At this point, a temporary truce had been agreed on between Spain and the Ottomans, a truce that Philip was keen to renew when necessary. The Venice residents were of course interested in collecting and transmitting all the information they could get about the English ambassador's actions and also constantly reported on various rumors about Ottoman plans for maritime expeditions against the Spanish Armada. They believed that the engagement of the Ottomans in a large-scale war against the Safavids in the east meant that the possibility of an Ottoman naval operation in the west was rather doubtful. Nevertheless, the effort to uncover the English ambassador's activities reveals that the Austrian diplomats developed an intelligence networks in Constantinople who were able to provide them with information about both the Ottoman plans and the strategies that were being pursued by the English ambassador. Some of the secret men used by the Austrian diplomats were able to provide information on other foreign relations of the Sultan, including his relationship with Hungary and Poland. The reports of Paul von Eitzing, the resident ambassador of the Holy Roman Emperor in the 1580s, also show that by this point the Austrian embassy had cultivated informants in the households of key Ottoman officials. Those two case studies show that the Austrian ambassadors and their masters recognized the importance of strategic intelligence networks in Constantinople for successful diplomacy. They also demonstrate how important dynastic relations were in foreign relations in the 16th century. What affected one branch of the Habsburg dynasty was important to the other. The presence of a resident ambassador from the Holy Roman Empire at the Ottoman court may have primarily served to, to further Austrian Habsburg interests, but was also put to the service of the emperor's Spanish relatives, whether this was in an effort to negotiate a peace or to prevent the outbreak of hostilities.